Hi, welcome to Let's Get Into It. Uh, we are here with Frank Lesser. Frank, say hi. Hey. We are waiting for Chinese food to come. So you are getting before Chinese food content from us. And hopefully you will not be able to mark the difference pre and post Chinese food. Hopefully we won't get logie afterwards. We try not to eat this close to taping. We eat right before taping, but not in the middle. I don't like to bleed the edges of those two environments. And I hope it doesn't make me slow. Myself, I don't eat until about afternoon every day. Let's go around the horn. Uh, Tim, when's the first time you eat in your day? Around 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. That's Tim Mucci. He's a co-host. Here I am. Yep. Frank, when's the first time you eat every day? I would say around the noon, afternoon, depending, or whenever I wake up. So I've just admitted that I, I wake up around noon, I think. That's cool. It's not that embarrassing. That's Frank it's Lesser. He's time. the guest. And uh, Nick? My mic smells... Uh, like school supplies? Huh. I can't remember which... What do school supplies smell like? Like pencil shavings? Or like the, the fresh fresh binder of paper? Or like the plastic on the outside of a binder more? I say it smells like school supplies. What okay. I mean is... Like a mimeograph? I smell the mic and I go, I'm in school and it's the beginning of the school year. Did your, did your school make mm. you bring a microphone to school? Were you a narc in high school? Did your school supply pop filters? Answer one or all of these. I'm questions. trying to get back into a memory. Okay. I'm trying to get into a sense memory. Answer as a fifth grader. There's a, yeah. there's a kind of dirt that takes me back to a really bad job I had right. at right, a right, right. flower nursery. No, we get it. We've all read Proust here. What else can we do to help you feel like a fifth grader, is it? Is this where we're trying to get to? Oh, you can remind me that you've read Proust by pretending that uh, the rest of us have. Is that something that happened to you in fifth grade? That's... <laughs> Does this help? <laughs> Tim just rolled up and threw a ball of paper at him. No, but if you could be a girl and sit in front of me in uh, class, uh-huh. and I could spend the entire class carefully moving my foot so I thought it was touching your foot that was under the chair, but really I've been flirting with a chair leg for uh, 45 minutes. Sounds erotic. I'm and game. if you could repeat that every Nick, week for I, I just want to point out, you're not currently in fifth grade, so you just described uh, playing footsie with a like nine-year-old girl right now. Ten-year-old. Lusty. On the, yeah. A lusty description. Unsuccessfully playing footsie. Right. And he is salivating. <laughs> Speaking of the first thing I eat in the morning. Yeah. Nope, that's all I... <laughs> all setups and no, uh, no punchlines. So what time do you eat first? Yeah, I really want to know the answer to this. I care deeply. I eat at 9. 9. 30. Now, Tim, did I hear correctly? Oh, that's uh, Nick Douglas. He's a host. Tim, did I hear correctly? You said 5 or 5.30? Yeah, around 5.15, 5.30. Why are you up that early? Because that's the only quiet time in the apartment that I have to write. And then when do you leave your apartment for your job? I leave... For my job at around 7.30. So you get a good two hours of writing in the morning. Yeah. What are you writing these days? Uh, I'm, uh, like everybody else in Brooklyn, I'm working on a novel. Can we get any of those details? Nope. All right. Should we guess? Can we go around again? Yeah. I, mean, I don't, that would be Tim, great. I, I don't know I you. Know. I just met you earlier. So I think I should guess last, or should I guess first? Probably I mean, first. I couldn't, I couldn't guess. Okay. It's about a. Uh, guy who uh, wakes up chronically every morning at 5.15, 
and just eats breakfast because he's very focused on his breakfast. He wow. cares a lot about the breakfast. I'm not saying it's an autobiographical novel. That's but there chillingly could be, accurate. There could be some elements of that. It's the only quiet time he has, and he really wants to enjoy the eggs, which he spends... Oh. You know, he spends about 30 hours poaching very hmm. softly because you want it to be kind of a slow, low poach. And you that's about like it. Like, that's very, that's really what it close. is. But it's really about, like, the it's like the little details of life that are really telling right. you the, the about our world, our life as it is in 2015. Eggs, eggs with Moochie. <laughs> Nick, do you have a guess on what Tim's novel is about? Listen, guys, we all know how people get from planet to planet with a spaceship. What if not? What if we used dragons in a world where you use dragons to get from planet to planet? One man is using a dragon like everybody else, but he spends most of his time on the dragon and not on the planets, poaching dragon eggs. How would you think you would survive in interstellar space with just a dragon? Dragon eggs with Moochie. All right. I believe this is the sound of Chinese food. We're going to a break. <laughs> oh wait, I, I wanted. I was just going to add that. Uh, oh the, hello. The title. Oh wait, he's getting. He's getting the. Oh yeah, I'll be right order. out. Thank you. Carry on. What is oh, the I title? was just thinking that a good title for that would be Apollo Thirteen Dragons, <laughs> where the guy's name is Apollo and he just has thirteen dragons. That's another okay. great book I'm going to write. <laughs> you guys, I hope. Uh, I hope this podcast isn't a legal binding contract. <laughs> Maybe we should just go, all go around and t- give away all of our ideas. Yeah. That way, at least, if somebody else does it, you could be like, no, check out this podcast right. yeah. from, like, October. I totally had that idea already. <laughs> and it's, it's recorded. Proof. That's prior art. Yeah. I, I think right now, while Jason's getting the Chinese, you guys should say some talk some shit about him. I mean, I don't know if you have any shit to talk about. Let's, let's talk some shit about yeah, Jason. Yeah, so Jason, you know, he's sweet, smart, and handsome. I would never say anything bad about him. Especially because he has the last edit. Well, anyway, I just want to talk about how little my penis is. My penis is so small I have to have a belt for my underpants. My penis is so small I can't get on Splash Mountain. My penis is so small my balls use it as an armrest. And finally, my penis is so small Tupac tried to kill it. He's here. I'll just keep it moving. I'm just going to pack Chinese food and pass it around. I'm still trying to figure out what school supply smells like a pop filter. A pencil case? No. Erasers? My top guess uh-huh. is erasers. Uh-huh. It's getting hard because I'm hyperventilating a little. <laughs> I'm getting uh, sensation. You know semantic satiation? No. Uh, semantic satiation is where if you say a word very many times to yourself, it stops losing meaning. Like oh, your brain right. yeah, kind yeah. of gets ah. it starts overridden with it. Huh? Oh, it starts losing me. It stops having meaning. What does stops mean, though? Stops. 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 Jason, did you get chopsticks with this? No, I got a bunch of plastic forks. Got a sack of donuts, though. It's a weird thing that's happened in our Chinese I wondered why those were so expensive. That's a great order. Ten of them. It's an A Chinese dozen. A Chinese baker's dozen. All right, dear listener, uh, when we come back, we will be more Logie, uh, but more funny. I don't know. You just let us know. All right, go to at a good podcast and tell us if we were funnier before or after we ate Chinese food. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Let's Get Into It. Everyone is finishing their Chinese food right now. Um, I have finished a little early, and I am just. I have a Chinese donut to make some content. Tim, what? I'm in the middle of my scintillating reintroduction to our podcast. Oh, sorry. You, uh, in the middle of some content. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> Hi, welcome back to Let's Get Into It. Uh, everyone is finishing up their Chinese food right Wait, now. Wait, I said I had a Chinese donut. I actually had two of them. Is that uh, important that we know that, Tim? Well, we were talking about our Chinese food. <sighs> Hi, welcome back to Let's Get Into It. Uh, everyone's finishing up their Chinese food right now. I haven't and had I any just... Chinese donuts yet. Would you like to you have? You should try two of them. Yeah. Jason, I mean, I just you know how many I had? How many did you how have, How many Frank? did you have, Frank? I just had one, but just I one? was thinking of having a second. Okay, can, can we just show a hands? Who there are here? enough. Who there in are your, enough of them. Yeah, there's ten. The Chinese Wait, how many dozen. are left? I would say one, seven two, if we were all telling three, the truth. Four, five, five, six. six. Someone's seven. not telling the two, truth. Two, four, six, seven. Seven. I can't count. <laughs> one was hidden. What's this problem of yours where you always undercount the number of Chinese donuts by one? It's called undercountinism. All right. Uh, welcome back to Let's Get Into It. We're all finishing up our Chinese food here, and I finished a little early, and I am hankering to get in some content, so I just thought I would launch in. And now what I'd like to do for you guys is a little segment called Jason Eats. He's picking up the... It's a white styrofoam mm. container. Yes. I'm going to take this Filled seven. with seven Chinese donuts. Down to a six. Jason has one. Oh, he took a bite. That's a good... Oh, mm. you can hear the grease. These are really good mics. It's yeah, they are. You hear everything. Now, it took you... Almost done. How many bites? I'm not done. Did I count four, or was it five? Well, these are smaller donuts. They and are. I don't, and that sounds racist now, but I mean, these were donuts that... We ordered, they were specifically a different type of donut. Right, Chinese donut. Now I'm done. What do you think? Um, pretty good. Yeah. And that's been Jason Eats. We closed the segment. segment. Mm-hmm. Is everyone um, finished with their food now? I think yeah. everyone's putting back down their food containers. Yep. I'm going to quietly eat a Chinese donut. Uh, quietly? Would that be a new segment? Yeah, I believe it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is see a... how quiet you can do. You have to be close to the mic while yes. you eat this. Yeah. It's a segment wherein we try to do something as close to the mic as possible without the mic picking up on it. What's, what's, what should we name it? Um, swords into plowshares. <laughs> that doesn't make any goddamn <laughs> sense. That's a good, that's like a good name. Yeah. yeah. All right. This is Swords into Plowshares. We are going to exclaim when we can hear on oh, our headphones. Oh, maybe we should all close oh, our eyes. Just, okay. Yeah, close yeah. your eyes. When you can hear, okay. uh, buzz in. I was thinking it's here or there. Oh, that's what uh, there that's, is. That's but so I prefer much better. Swords here. into Plowshares. <laughs> okay, so we close our eyes. Yeah, Nick, just tell us when you're ready to begin. Yeah. I heard our, our eyes are closed. That... He hasn't. He's not ready to begin yet. I'm ready to begin. I just haven't begun. All right. My eyes are shut. So are mine. Heard something. Yep. Yes. Oh. Wow. That was all of what two. Nick's or... really not good here. I think we have to go around and I'll eat another yeah, Chinese I donut agree. here. I yeah. just barely got my mouth on it. Frank, passing these to you. Okay. okay. I think it was the you. You kind of took a little breath before you ate it, like an anticipatory. Uh, yes, breath. I could hear your anticipation. Right. So, all right, everyone. Uh, shut your eyes. Okay. We're going swords in the plowshare. You're gonna like hear like salivary glands functioning. Yeah, this is difficult. 
Okay. Yep. Guys, the trick here is to not let it hit your teeth. <laughs> kind of gum this thing. Okay. Pull your lip over your teeth and then just. All right, my or turn. Or pop the yep. whole thing in. <laughs> okay. Someone somewhere is getting off to this. I think. <laughs> okay. Ready. Eyes closed. There. Yeah, mm. I've heard it. Damn. Yeah, it's the teeth. <laughs> it's the teeth against the sugar. Yeah. These are good mics. We're going to keep know. going until somebody succeeds <laughs> yeah. through all these donuts. <laughs> we have to go to break and buy more Chinese donuts. <laughs> all right. Uh, everyone, uh, shut your eyes. Go to Swords and Plowshares. Mm-hmm. There, heard something. Mm-hmm. Now that was just my lips. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's the sh- the sugar, the sugar just gives you away. Uh-huh. Try deep throating. <laughs> yeah, just shove it in. So let's see if we can hear that. Okay, I'm limbering up. I'm yanking on both cheeks to get the more spaced out. He is. <sighs> mm. <sighs> All right, shut your eyes. I heard it and it sounded <laughs> <Yeah>. wonderful. <laughs> that was all of it, and that was the back of my throat. <laughs> yeah, the person getting off of this is going to be one of us later <laughs> listening. I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I feel a little queasy. Uh, I don't often uh, touch my soft palate. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to take a breather here uh, and drink a beer. What should we do while you. You guys just carry on. Whatever you guys were doing while I was getting Chinese food, that seemed fun. I don't know. Okay. We were talking about the space dragons. Yeah, I want to go back to that and really flesh this thing out. So there let's come up with 13. like the seven book series. Yeah, you've described book one, right? But really, you should probably do like three good ones and then pull like a C.S. Lewis and write a really shitty backstory for like the last three. Or you can just culminate in Whoa. like an apocalyptic like, revelations. You're saying the magician's revelation. nephew? Are you talking shit about the magician's kind of nephew? Some shit about the ma- well, I don't remember if that was the bad one or if it got bad like two before that. It gets uh, really bad at one of them, and then it goes into the a crazy place. Horse. Which, if you're not like, even if you probably even if you are Christian and you're a little kid and you're reading what's supposed to be a mythical parallel or parable of revelation of the end times of armageddon you're like what the and the moment where he's like hey guys uh muslims are just extremely (laughs) confused they accidentally were worshiping god don't tell them that, yeah. was, that was like the happy ending. That was a for good book. I that think. was the last book. Yeah. I still don't get those books because it's sort of like, oh, I want to get kids to believe more in Jesus by writing a clearly made up story about a talking lion. And then yeah. that's who you're supposed to believe. But then you're like, no, no, the talking lion's fictional. But the dead guy who died but came back to life. And I'm being really controversial here. You're going to get a lot of angry <laughs> Twitter at replies about this. But, but no, but that guy, that guy's real. He could be. I don't know. I don't want to take an opinion. Let's go around. Christ or no Christ. What is the... Let's play that game. That's the segment. That's a great game. All right. This is Christ or no Christ. Who wants to lead? I'll lead. I have right here a metal briefcase. Right. (laughs) And in it is either the savior of mankind or not. Uh, Do we wager on it? How does this game work? (laughs) So in that briefcase is incontrovertible evidence of Christ or no Christ. Yes. Okay. What do we wager? I guess our souls? Hmm. <laughs> the metal uh, briefcase is a beer can. <laughs> Jason just indicated. Yes. What about 
That's apt. Yeah. 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 I will wager my immortal soul. Hmm. My wager is no Christ. All right. Uh, I am the boss upstairs and Howie Mandel and the case girl all at the same time, so I can't give a vote. I'm just going to hold this case uh, and fist bump you because I'm a germaphobe. Is that a Howie Mandel dig? Yes. Oh, yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's his god now? I'm going to wager uh, Turd Ferguson just to cravenly appeal uh, to the SNL fans. <laughs> Uh, Frank, it's on you. Oh, yeah, what did you... What, what, wait, wait, oh, wait. I'm wagering on no Christ, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, is it okay if I just uh, try to go for a whammy? Yeah. And then worship him as a little okay, satanic uh, pagan idol? Yep, I just tell like. me when to stop. Okay. No whammy, no whammy, no... Stop! Uh, <laughs> I got your money, baby! I'm so sorry, Frank. It's going to be such an obscure reference to anybody listening who's any age. <laughs> I, I think I know the whammy thing. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry, Frank. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I didn't wager anything, though. Yeah, that's true. That's how you get them. Yep. Well, whammy Christ is a very forgiving uh, Lord. Yeah, whammy Christ is very New Testament. That's the thing. I got um, confused as a little kid because I thought the whammy guy was the guy, the Hawaiian punch guy. I thought they were like the same oh, person. Oh, yeah. Because I think was they also had that? the little Hawaiian punch. He'd be like, want a Hawaiian? And then he'd punch people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, uh, you're I'm both wrong. 50. There is a God and there is a Christ. And oh, he's man. Yeah, but, uh, it back could to the, be. I don't want, no, I don't want to go true. on the record. It, it's it, in it the case. Be. but I'm totally fine yeah, with that. If I'm that's sorry. The case. It's in the case. But what the fuck was the Hawaiian punch guy? Was he an ethnicity? I I can vaguely remember. He's like a not quite the Kool Aid man. Yeah, but no, similarly he, constructed. He didn't really have a face, right? Yeah, Tim, I can you pull up a picture? Face. Yeah. No, he had he a does. face. He had like bullwinkle. Well, yeah. he did have weird something. hair, but I thought yeah. he was just like yeah, a yeah. vagrant living on the beach in Hawaii or something yeah. who would come up to people like in tents and punch them or like murder them like Zodiac killer style. Like I feel like there should have been a yeah. Hawaiian punch murderer like the. Because that would happen. Oh, yeah. I never actually saw the movie Zodiac. Yes, Frank. I also think that there should have been. He's got antlers. He's got (laughs) an attitude. Another mass murderer. Yeah. He looks kind of like the best friend of the Calvin who pees in the back of pickup trucks. (laughs) Definitely. He's like the proto. (laughs) But he's actually, he's peeing blood, but he's like, it's Hawaiian punch. (laughs) But he's like, somebody punched me in the kidneys. Yeah, he definitely looks like the darker kid who's sort of like shitting on someone's bike look here's a modern reinterpretation of him oh i mean i wonder if anybody's like that's interesting if there's any like native hawaiians who would be like oh first emma stone as a quarter hawaiian quarter asian woman now the hawaiian punch person's back as a as a white oh wait remember there was like a little dude that hung out that he would punch he was like a little guy in a pork pie hat can you, is there a commercial you can play into a microphone that might be interesting from this? Yeah. I'm not sure if that'll be interesting, sure. but it might be. Let's see. Hey, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Sure. <laughs> Hit him. Huh. And now the Hawaiian punch guy is skipping away. Wasn't that a refreshing commercial? And that's so the whole commercial. Meta. More commercials should do that. Just at the end, say, hey, 
Hey, you just watched the commercial. How did you, wasn't that good? Yeah. <laughs> we all enjoyed that, but the right? Thing, the, the guy that the Hawaiian guy, the Hawaiian punch guy punches is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. shirt yeah. So he's like a tourist in Hawaii. And I'm just wondering if there's some sort of, because some of the native Hawaiians, I believe, are not fans of the whole tourism thing of what sure. happened to there. I wonder if there's some like weird. Some meta yeah. commentary going native on. Native Hawaiians there. also have antlers. Confirmed. Yeah. That was the biggest problem with casting Emma Stone in that in that Aloha movie. No antlers. She had no antlers. Red hair, but no antlers. <laughs> I have a. I have she a new... should have been cast as the Hawaiian punch guy. Right. <laughs> I have a new segment I'd like to do. Let me see what I should name this. I want to call it "Out of Touch." And in this segment, we endeavor to find the thing that we can actually enjoy talking about that will have the least amount of contemporary appeal. So we all need to have overlapping knowledge of something old and erudite okay. enough. Yeah. Well, I don't know what enough is, but we need to push the frontier. What's the least, not least appealing, but what's the least relevant thing yes. we all like? Yes. That we can all talk about. You don't think the Hawaiian punch <laughs> well, I mean, I was I'm watching sure that commercial. I'm like, are we all 60? That was clearly from like the, yeah. the 1950s. Why do we remember that? Well, because I have this feeling a lot on a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, a lot of the media I consume, uh, involves like 45-year-old men. Mm. It's sort of like the last, the, the wave that we are following are in their 40s, and they always talk about 70s fucking television. Sort of started with Seth MacFarlane. And his obsession with all these sitcoms that I'd never watched. And I'm really fucking tired of, like, having them be like, Ugh, this is a family ties fucking joke or whatever. Fuck them. So let's, let's, uh, what's our version of that? Can we go older than them? Because it's not like we're, like, we can't talk about Nicktoons. It's not like we're trying to update them. We're yeah, trying to outdo right. them. All right. So, for uh, instance, we had, we talked about Gore Vidal and Norman Mailer at one point in this podcast. Which seems have. like it's a leading candidate. <laughs> um... But it's, to me, it's a little too much on, like, the learned side of yeah. trying to get. I want to, like, out-dumb pop. Like, we might not be able to beat the Hawaiian punch guy. That might be the fucking gold standard. Well, but you want it to be, like, highbrow. You don't want it to be... Do you want it, or it doesn't matter? It doesn't have to be highbrow. Yeah. It doesn't Hattie matter Gucci? the brow. I just want it to be older and less relevant than the last thing. It doesn't matter the brow. <laughs> I just like that sentence That's kind of good, yeah. Yeah, not bad. Uh, you don't want middle brow. You want either lowbrow or highbrow. Yeah, pick middle a fucking brow. kind of, yeah. We're at war. Pathetic. It's just like a little smirk brow. Little yeah, it can't commit to brow. anything. It doesn't really know what it is. It's like, I've had some privilege, so I'm sort of a part of this conversation, but I haven't done any work. The Patty Duke show? <laughs> I uh, love Dobie Gillis. Dobie that Gillis. Because here's the thing, yep. I think for our generation... Nick and I are out, but see, take it away, boys. Yes. No, no, because yeah. you'd watch Nick at night. I would uh -huh. watch Nickelodeon cartoons or whatever their shows were during the day. And when I was a kid, then you'd start watching Car 54, Where Are yep. You? And uh -huh. Mr. Ed, which is, I, I think, mind-blowing if you talk to older people who maybe were around. They're like, why would you... How would, I've probably seen like 20, 30 episodes of, of both Mr. of their Ed. shows. Yeah. The movie version of Car 54, Where Are You? is where I learned what a quickie was. <laughs> Oh, oh, really? Yeah. With uh, Jake Johansson of the New York Dolls, better known as Buster Poindexter. He's in the movie version. He's very good in Scrooged. That's, oh, wait, now, wait, Scrooge are we? Scrooge. But if yeah. we're on to the movie career of Jake Johansson, a.k.a. Buster Poindexter, a.k.a. the guy from the New York Dolls, which was some sort of seminal rock group from yeah. the early 70s. Who was he in Scrooge? He's the uh, he's the ghost of Christmas past. He's the cab driver oh, who's like, hey, buddy boy. Right. He's got the stogie. Yep. He's like fucking great he's in great. it. He's great, yeah. 
Second to Bill Murray, he's maybe the best actor in the, except for uh, Karen Absolutely. Allen. Jason maybe. Let's just talk about Karen Allen. No, Karen Allen. Karen Allen, who Karen as Allen. a kid I thought was hideous looking, yeah, and now I'm like, she's like the most it's beautiful woman. It's very much the woman. couch versus the chairs yeah. at this point. Yeah. I mean, the two guys... <laughs> no Ma- Marion Ravenwood? In their no. 30s over there are in oh, a fugue boy. state of playing exactly. this game. Exactly. Uh, on, Jason, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Did Animal you House. ever uh, jack off to, uh, was it Mary Tyler Moore who was on the Dick Van Dyke show? Yeah, yeah. Did you? Uh, no. Okay, moving on to the next <laughs> candidate. That's a good game. This is, this is that a should different be your game. recurring segment. If you have one recurring segment, it's did you ever jerk off to Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> How about, on the Dick Van Dyke show? Uh, Not on the Mary no, Tyler no, Moore no. show. Uh-uh. Never watched that. No. Too much empowerment. Judy Dench in As Time Goes By? Uh, no, but I have seen that. Maybe there we go. As time goes that. by. Wait, which nope. movie is that? What's oh, it's a show with Judy Dench and Jeffrey Palmer. You'll see it on like the PBS British chunk. It's a, it's sort of a lullaby of it's a show. Kind of, uh, it runs after Poirot uh, and before the Vicar of Dibley. Before the Vicar of Dibley. No. Yeah. We've already done a Vicar that of Dibley. Gen- gen- <laughs> that was the younger generation yeah. was watching I think the episode Vicar of one had a Vicar of Dibley show. Yeah. The younger Jesus. generation was watching way more boring television, <laughs> it sounds like. Uh, hello, hello. By the way, Dame Judy Dench. Oh. If you're going to jerk off to Judy Dench, you are jerking <laughs> off to Dame you know, Judy yeah. Dench. It may have been pre- show her some respect. It may have been pre-title. <laughs> She was just a civvy. Once saved, always saved. How about Abbott and Costello? Yeah. Oh, I loved Abbott okay. and Costello. Oh, shit. I thought we really? were so close. Oh. Were you the Laurel and Hardy guy? Uh, neither. Mark's I also really like Laurel and Hardy. They were I, nice. I was born too I, early to watch like, these on YouTube. Fuck the Stooges, I feel though. like you should be... Yeah. No, I really like oh, the yeah. Stooges as oh, a kid. No. But I feel like now to be like considered legitimate and, and highbrow, you have to be... Oh, the Marx Brothers. Right. Maybe I've yeah. just seen the wrong movie. I've only Marks seen Duck Soup, but I'm like... Uh, Duck Soup is kind of There's like a guy dumb. who's like a, a deaf-mute clown. Yeah. Why is nobody... Oh, that's that's so highbrow. You're like, what? He's honking a horn. He's highbrow because he's based off the Greek god Hippocrates. <laughs> who's the god of silence? Yes. Shout True. out to he Harpo. He took an oath of That's silence. Harpo the Harpocratic oath. I feel like we've done a pretty good job finding the frontier here, arguing yeah. over which was oh. the best comedy set of the early 1900s. <laughs> True. Well, I liked Laurel and Hardy because they'd always like hang out with monsters and do weird. Th- or it was like Laurel and or Abbott and oh, no, sorry, Abbott, I'm sorry, I met Abbott and yeah. Costello. Yeah. I was one and a half beers in. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and Abbott yeah. and Costello Great. meet the killer Boris Karloff. Speaking of making fun of people who are different than you, Abbott and Costello have a movie. Uh, Abbott and Costello, Africa's on fire, what? and they go there on a safari expedition. Uh, oh boy! And are pursued <laughs> by the shadowy natives. Who are ooga boogaing most of the time? And I loved it as a kid. I didn't know any better. Yeah, well, I think when I was a kid, they would still show the Warner Brothers cartoons, the Bugs Bunny cartoons, where it's a Native American or it's an African villager who's like hunting him. And it's not that bad because he's a rabbit. But then I think they're also like hunting and planning to eat Elmer Fudd, yeah. who's also hunting. Right. You're like, ah, oh, that's probably good. But I think I I was. A child watching these. I was right on the cusp before everybody decided we probably shouldn't have yeah. kids watching like racism from the 1940s. Like it was, <laughs> it's one thing it growing up in the years. 80s. In the 80s, there were enough things on TV that would be racist that they didn't have to be like, let's show some old stuff from the 40s. <laughs> back when it was like, let's go really, back to the well. Let's a classic racism. Get that pure racism. <laughs> Plus, those cartoon characters were always committing suicide too. Yeah. Wasn't it usually accidental or sometimes no, no, no they but would it was just like Daffy so disparaging. Daffy Duck would always be like, this, to their head. "This will show up. Like I'm gonna yeah. do a great thing that people will rem- remember me by." Yep. And you're like, "That's what like 
that's like shooting up like I, I'm going in a dark place there but you're like that's really a bad behavior to encourage yeah. among children like do something awful and you will go down there's a word wait uh, this would be a good obscure thing and I forget what it's called which is probably the proper thing but it's where it's where they erase your name from all the records books because you've done something and it's named after a guy who burns down some amazing right. temple in yeah. ancient Greece or ancient Rome because he was like, I name, I want to be famous. And then they named, maybe they named it after him, but it was something where you're, it's not, it's not like damnatio memore or something. It's some, some, some other thing. I'm going to, I'm going to look this up while, this while you guys talk, but, but, and I'll try to figure out what that is, but that would be the perfect thing when people talk about, let's not give somebody attention for wanting the attention by doing this terrible thing. Totally. Hey, Do you, think, uh, hmm? you have a real thing. Do you think that, uh, I, I think that I grew up still seeing on TV, uh, the and flashbacks so to, you grew up so fast to Bugs and Daffy, um, doing World War II stuff. Yeah. They would make fun of Hirohito. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're, they're, they got an extra good, like 10 years out of the racism because, eh, you were making fun of someone who was kind of being like Hitler, the junior junior right right so i feel like they got some extra mileage and that's why i was still able to see in my lifetime racism some racism on tv racist from a from a bunny right yeah and they were always drinking too yeah they would always get sad and get sauced yeah i believe is the way that they would look at that term Mm -hmm. is what they were doing they were getting sauced and that stork was always drunk delivering the wrong babies to the wrong houses who delivers an elephant to a house of mice? Do they do the stork? <laughs> I oh, feel that like that's a good character. That's, that's a yeah. great character. The, the drunk stork. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Drunk stork is I'm great. I'm so proud of us for keeping 1950 and earlier in this segment. <laughs> I think we're kind of crushing it right now. Well, it was sort of the nice thing about those cartoons that they would keep replaying them for whatever reason. Yeah. And that they were still sort of classics. Although now I'm sure they're like, oh, we can make more money by completely making new ones. Like yeah. the... the what was the um, the Warner Brothers like Little Rabbit one? The uh, oh, Tiny um, Toons. Tiny Toons. Oh, Tiny Toons. Oh, Tiny Toons wasn't that bad, was it? The Little I, Rabbit Adventure. I had some issues. I had certain issues, but I don't know what my issues were exactly. Not racist enough. I guess it's I not mean, still around. Right? We're ignoring the source material. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> treated everybody equally. It was <laughs> so annoying. No, I didn't like the little human character who hugged all of them. That just creeped me out. Oh, yeah. It was all about collecting cute things. Yeah. What was her name? It seemed like too, a little mean-spirited. Yeah. The whole, you know, I preferred the racism. <laughs> the old racism, which wasn't mean-spirited, apparently. It was true to life. I think she was an animaniac. No, she, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm no. Was she not? There was an, okay, I love you, bye-bye character in Animaniacs. That was a little girl. Yes. I think she was just dot. Const- there was like dot. dot. There were the three yeah. of them. Those yeah. were sort of weird throwbacks. Oh, they also Yaku, ruined. Yaku, not that this Yaku, is again. Not that you can. Ru- but like they gave away. Animaniacs gave away the ending of Citizen Kane. The whole twist. Yeah. The whole rosebud mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Sure. In one of their little uh-huh. Citizen Kaney. In their little rhymey. Citizen end Kane. Thing. And what, he's holding uh, up. I don't want to give anything away. What year did Citizen Kane get released? Oh yeah, because we're the only four guys 40s. who like Citizen Kane. We're still 1950s and under. Oh my god. We because found our period, guys. I think this was on a Jeopardy. It lost the Oscar to How Green Was My Valley. Uh, I think I either saw that on Jeopardy or in a movie where they... Now, my memory's been kind of bad the last couple of weeks because I'm getting aged and elderly. This is sad. I sound like a 90-year-old man now. But I can still remember the early 40s. 
And what was up for the Academy Award? It's a great character, yeah, Frank. Thank you. We're gonna invite yeah. him. I've back. never really done that voice before. I think it was from watching Bernie Sanders on the debate last night. Uh, that's great. All right, we have to go to a break. Uh, and when we come back, uh, I'm going to hold us to the new rule I've just instituted: is no references above 1950 for the rest of this podcast. So if you like that shit, come back for more of it. Bye. Hello, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Introduce. welcome to another episode of Are You Cult, cult enough? enough? My name is Laura. My name is John. Well, Laura, what's your title in the cult? High Priestess or Magistra. And John, my friend, you are? I'm simply known as Headmaster. Our cult is the most perfect conference. And, and we're auditioning. We're auditioning like young little novices who might want to be blood. members of the most perfect conference. We need new blood. Um, but let's not pretend that we don't have a very exacting standard for who we would like to join. No, this is not just anyone. Said Cole. All right, we've got two, we have two gents here. We have, we have Tim and we have Hi. Jason. Hey there. Hi, hey guys. guys. Hey, Hi, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank Welcome you so much for, um, for auditioning. The audition. This oh, is yeah. so cool. I know. Here. Big fan of the show. Uh, it's one of those things like you're at home and you're watching other people, you're listening to other people audition, and you're like, I could do a better job, and now, well, I can prove it. Now you're here, now you're alive. Before we, before we start, okay, do you sorry. do you have any questions about the cult? Oh, uh, none, honestly. I, I'm such a big fan. You've I been listening so much, you yeah, just know everything. I know everything about it. I think, yeah. I think we're going to crush this. Proponents, we're going to ask you some questions. Okay, yep, And we're so going to we're going to see if either or both of you are fit to join yeah. Okay. We've been cult. practicing. We're still I've been working it. Okay. okay. You so ask the first question. Tim, like, that was our moment. We'd like to start with, <sighs> yeah. what we, is your favorite witch? Who is? Who is your favorite witch? Who, who is? is? All, right. Uh, All right. Tim, you okay. first. Jason, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want this to be a competition between yeah, you no, and I. Yeah, no, I know. Except hey, that I'm it happy is. if either of us get in. Okay. All right. Okay. My favorite witch is Mildred Hubble. Tell me more about Mildred. Mildred Hubble is the main character from a movie called The Worst Witch. She was played by Feruza Balk. Mm. Tim Ooh. Curry also. Handsome, a handsome witch. Strong. Tim, that's a good fucking answer. My favorite witch is Piper from the TV show Charmed. Ooh. You know, mainstream, Ooh, wow. but sometimes as members of the Order of the Most Holy Conference, we need to appeal to the mainstream. She was the most important person in that household also. She reigned in her sisters. Uh, she was a matriarchal figure. She also shacked up with David Bournaz, which I think holds uh, some weight. Which way do you prefer to hang your toilet paper? Which way? Would you rather have it down, like on the far side of the roll? or down on the closer end of the roll? I prefer over the top. I also prefer over the top. You know what? I feel like the bottom is more natural. You know, it's weird. So do I. All right, kittens. This is our next This is our next question. Right. Also, let it be known that in the most holy conference, everyone who is not a magistra or a headmaster is known as a kitten. Is known as a kitten. Okay. So. Yeah. You know, I know. Well, I listen. good to know. Yeah, I listen. Yeah. How would you most expertly dispose of a body. Okay. I would probably stuff it in a freezer. Tim, what would you do with a body? Same question. Mm -hmm. Obviously. 
do we have to explain who the person is? Or no, is no, okay. that, that was not the part of the no question. I mean, if you want to kill someone specific, you do that in your own time. Preposterous. But there's a way, right okay, way and a wrong guess, way to dispose uh, of the body. I guess I would cut the head off. I would burn the body. I would take the head out of state limits, uh, pull the teeth out, burn it, smash the teeth up God. with a hammer so there's Jeez. powder. And then do you feel burn the like teeth how in a, in a I mean, a look. vat of acid. <laughs> that Timmy wasn't win. what I was going to say, Timmy but Tim's win. answer clearly Tim, better. You are in the cult. Tim, I give up. Tim, welcome to our cult. Where is that? Wow. Wait. Congratulations. I mean, Tim. I guess. Tim, I, no, great time, job. Thank it's you. Time for the inhalation of the veil. Oh, we're gonna great. Put the veil oh, on congratulations, your head, Tim. And yeah, we're going to wow. set the veil on fire Thanks, while it's everybody. on you. For you. Okay. It's all it's on oh, fire. Yeah. How's it feel, Tim? We're really fire. happy to have head. you. It's been a very good It's kind of uncomfortable. Welcome oh, to the call. All right. It's going to burn a little bit, it's, but it's going to feel great. It's burned off. It's, so good. it's burned off and he's fine. Tim. When do we turn, when do we extinguish this fire? We're so happy to have you. Next week, Two new participants. We'll see if they make it. One burns, the other just leaves. One burns, the other leaves. And what will you guys be doing next week? Next week, you'll be seeing us on Let's uh, Get Into It, podcast. where we discuss episodes of the occult. We might kill an intern, and we'll see how it goes. We'll kill whoever crosses our path. That sounds really. great. I'm going to listen to that. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Thanks having Jason. Us. Thanks for being a participant in Are You With Our Cult. Better luck next time. Better luck next time, buddy. Hey, we're back to Let's Get Into It. We're breaking our own rule right off the bat, because we have a hot take alert. Frank, what's your hot take? Well, I'm just saying I don't think Donatello deserves to have a Ninja Turtle named after himself. The I'm very fuck? angry. I've, I've, I'm I've, angry uh, studied this a little bit. Break the rule. He does machines. He does machines, Frank. No, 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 Donatello. Who else is going to do the machines, the, There deserves Frank. to be a purple turtle who, who does machines, be? but he should be named Caravaggio, Caravaggio. or Botticelli. Mm. I'm sure they didn't do that because it's tougher to pronounce in a written comic book form, and they didn't want kids to be like, Caravaggio, Caravaggio. I guess it is Caravaggio. Caravaggio, Caravaggio. Does Caravaggio. Machines. Yeah. What do you mean, it does <laughs> the machines? They would have rewritten the yeah, song. They, yeah, they wrote the song, the song first. I don't know the art or the show. Who? What is? does the machines? Donatello, Donatello. does machines. Caravaggio. This, this sounds... They were all named after Renaissance uh, artists, supposedly good ones, except for that crap maker Donatello. No, does machines still to me sounds like something that like an autistic kid says in a 4chan thread before getting mocked for the next hour. <laughs> Oh boy. If you really want the issue, like the fact that they go through like their resumes in the theme song, and Michelangelo yeah. is a party dude, he's that's not what Calabunga. you need. And like, uh, Raphael is cool but rude. Yeah, but he's give cool. me a break and rude. I know he's great. He's the best character. Yeah, I love Raphael. That's all you need to know oh, yeah, about wait. him. He's I cool mean, but rude. I have some Ninja Turtles trivia. If you're all open to hearing it, the Ninja Turtles were based off of a the Frank Miller run of the Daredevil comic book series, where the radioactive isotope that hit Daredevil in the eyes to make him Daredevil as a young boy bounced off of his head and hit the turtle's glass container and knocked them into the sewer and then mutated them. And that's why the Foot Clan is called the Foot because in Daredevil it's the hand and Daredevil's master was Stick and the turtle's master is Splinter. So tur- wow. the Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, was basically the fan fiction to Daredevil. Yes. It was yep. the Fifty Shades of Grey to uh-huh. the Twilight. That's why they all wore red bandanas in the comic, but then they uh-huh. colorized them in the 
television shows. Is Shredder like originally Thresher? Yes. Is he the machines? No. That apparently are being yeah, done? He does machines. <laughs> no, there's no, I don't think there's an analog Actually, to Shredder. At what point do they even do machines in the series? Is that a bit, they had like a turtle. He never gets he to was do like machines. An, he was a mechanic, he, he right? He drives. Yeah. That's uh, what he gets to do. He's being polite. Yeah. Oh, you're, uh, you do <laughs> machines, man. <laughs> beep, oh. beep. Beep, beep. I'm here, guys. Stay in the car. Why? <laughs> you do <laughs> machines, <laughs> man. Okay. Here when you need me, I'm the best artist. <laughs> no, he's the shittiest artist. He's the worst artist. Oh, Botticelli. <laughs> and the rat is a fan of the Renaissance. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. So many things don't right. make sense yeah. there. Well, he I'm also okay learned ninjutsu. Wait, in the in the uh, show canon, he was a person that got turned into a rat, right? I thought in one version, because I briefly got into the comic book. Yeah. In one version, he was like the, the, the martial art master's pet rat. Right. Who, who learned... was avenging his death at yes. the hands of the guy who became Shredder. Exactly. That's Which the... is a loyal rat. Because yep. rats are known for loyalty. Yep. And he, <laughs> learned, like. he learned martial arts from watching his master from his little cage. And then it was only when... How did he even get to New York and get into the mutagen? <clears throat> I don't remember. Not sure. I don't Through know. Do the sewers like every other rat? exchange rat That's program. how you got to New York. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's room for somebody to do like a third series where the origin is still on the ooze that's just been sitting there that turned right. Daredevil into Daredevil <laughs> and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It could be the ooze from the Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah. They have ooze also? They have ooze. They have Kids love ooze. ooze. It's like the, uh, you can't do that on television. I don't know. Slime. I yeah. got slimed. I only have very vague memories of that. It was very, I was very young when that finished its runoff. Can you name any of the sketches? You can't say water, right? There was that yeah, or gross, else you get water. There was the gross yeah. chef who the would diner. like, yep. yeah, like barf, barf, yeah, I think that might barf? Have been. yeah. It really was like perfect for like an eight year old sense yep. of humor. The whole thing. Yeah. The punchline was always, guess what's in the burgers? And then everyone would throw up. <laughs> Was that written by its actors? Was it written by kids? I don't know. All that supposedly was, right? I'm sure they had help. But they I always bragged that, that the, the yeah. cast were the writers, that it was the kids' SNL in all ways. I feel like the cast of You Can't Do That on Television after the series was done, they were just like executed out back <laughs> yeah, in the studio yeah. or something. Like, I just feel like yeah. you never heard of any of them. They all kind of they they looked out. like people that had been like on the back of like a milk container somewhere. I don't, uh, there's just something weird about that whole show. The last scene back behind on the chemical it. shed. So speaking of, yeah, things that might they remember and were too young for, faces yeah. on the backs of milk containers. Oh, yeah. As a cultural touchstone, I remember it. I never uh, saw right. it happen. Now, now it's on it the back of your... cartoons for us. Now it's on right. the back of your iPhone milk app, where you download that milk app and... <laughs> no, I think there were... I, I, I more remembered hearing people talk about it, but I don't know if they just didn't... That The milk companies in central Ohio were like, no, that's weird. <laughs> that's a weird thing to <laughs> yeah, see why, at why breakfast. Did, why, why does the responsibility fall on us? Like, fucking call <laughs> the orange juice lobby and ask them to take up their part of this burden. And the orange juice is just like, sun and oranges and fields and then milk. You're like, no dead this kids. child. Yeah, they're already having to get over the stigma of being good for you and coming out of a cow's udder. They have a lot of things to get over to be, like, the fun thing in the morning and also missing kids. Maybe it's because the orange juice would last a long time. And so you'd still get, like, oh. false positives there you go. years Plus, after the child. Plus, areas with a lot of dairy farms are probably where the abducted kids are taken right. to be taken, euphemistically, mm. I guess. Or, like, to be disposed. So, like, you know, they're going to be more inclined to be like, we're part of the problem. 
let's make let's make let's make good on this. Let's do good here, guys. But what I mean, what's the equivalent now if they're not on the milk containers anymore? Which I again, I'm not even sure if they ever actually were. That was just a myth they told kids. So if you went missing, you would think, well, somebody will find me. Amber, like, but wait yeah, a second, right. I've never. You're oh, right. It's okay. security yeah. theater. It was security theater for children. Whenever some kid like, gets, oh yeah, it won't be the end. Yeah. Whenever some kid gets snatched, I get a text message. Tim, what? <laughs> Where's that list? Helpful. I don't know. Like, I what's crumbled gonna... it up and threw it at Nick. Oh no! Let's go. I'm going to pick up that talking list. No, no, no. Like, are we talking too we much about list. missing children? We need to find more of our things that only we four are into. I would love to do that if we can steer ourselves in that direction. Also, I would do that. Uh, what do you guys feel about the uh, the ABBA song Waterloo? <laughs> oh boy! Oh, no, nothing. I don't feel anything oh. about it. I like. Yeah. It's, it's a really good karaoke song. Number one. Number two, it has some important historical lessons. I don't like karaoke. About the Battle of Waterloo. Uh, Silas Marner. We into never Silas read it. Marner. No, I don't nope. know what that is. Wuthering Heights. Funny Wuthering Either the Heights. novel or the Kate Bush song. Uh, both. Both. Uh, just okay. a fan. They're both good. Tim. Yeah. Let's grab a segment from the segment list. Oh, wait, but actually, I will say what is great about the Wuthering Heights Kate Bush song is it is directly about the novel. Yeah. It's not like about something. It's just like she's no. talking. She's like literally like she's Cliff, I'm Kathy, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. and you're like that's so weird. Like why would yeah. any? I I really wish more songs were like that. That goes it's into fantastic. my thing with Waterloo is that I do wish that song was much more about the Battle of Waterloo instead of just like like you know Napoleon did at Waterloo. Napoleon did surrender, and I've met my match in quite a similar. But I'm just like go into more detail. Talk about the Duke of sure. Wellington. That's yeah. what Kate Bush would have done. I'd like to take this moment to shout out a game that I played. A month ago, uh, Nick played this game too. Uh, that was a Jane Austen card board game. Uh, Nick shaking his head like he didn't like it. I thought it was great. Uh, <laughs> you were you, so drunk. I was very drunk. You played a female protagonist of a Jane Austen book, I think unnamed, and you had all the named characters of her books there. And you had to increase or decrease your stats in accordance to what your suitor would want across time so you'd be like oh i just got a new boost da plus two for attractiveness plus minus one for health or something and you were trying to get a mate and i thought it was a great game this is it like an it's a it's a game that exists uh it is in some stage of existing yeah uh, i don't know i think how that, was produ- that was a that was a Seemed pretty full production uh, yeah. at that point yeah so i like to shout that game out it was good everyone should go look it up what was it called i don't know hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone really read uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Nope. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I think it's a brilliant book. I think it's such a funny idea, but I think the idea of it is that nobody would actually ever read it. Like, that people was my buy question. it because it's a funny joke. Do you think anyone's ever read it to On people. the Broad? On the Broad? Uh, possibly. Yeah. It's a Wait, shorter it? book. On the Broad. It's On the Road rewritten in Bro Speak. Oh. They should have just photocopied okay. On the Road. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> take that, Jack Kerouac. He's fucking garbage. I mean, does anybody read like any book, really? Let's oh, talk about I the mean, horrible nice. state of the publishing industry and my own book, Sad oh. Monsters. Oh, what's that? Was Trenchant. that wait? It's just the Halloween theme. Were you using that as a coaster? <laughs> I was using that as a coaster. Well, what's that your was coaster? A, that was a. That was a. Yeah, that was an idea. Yeah. 
My coaster was a b- comedy book I wrote. Let's talk, talk about monsters. it. I don't really have to say anything. I just figured like, oh, it's it's a monster themed book. We're in the month of October, if that's when this thing yeah, ends no, up airing. Yeah, you know. talk about your book. No, uh, I'm giving uh, you, you know, free I wrote reign. it a couple years ago. I, I enjoyed it. How many I had years a lot ago? of fun. Uh, it came out end of 2011. So okay. like about four years ago. So there's a lot of topical stuff in there. A lot of good 2011 humor. <laughs> it was all entirely based on things from 2011. All based on YouTube videos that were very popular at the moment. No, it's timeless. It's How like your, Abbott, uh, it's as timeless as Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. It's all about different monsters. Is there weird 2010 racism in there? There probably are things that I'd get in a lot of trouble for right now. Based oh, on can my you find some? On, maybe. Let me see. I was trying to deal with big issues. There was a what about being a bigot? <laughs> No, there was a there's a Bigfoot that's upset about chupacabras crossing the border because uh, they're taking sightings away from American mythological creatures. That's a good way to take stuff a stand. like that. Yeah, I, did, I was at the time I was trying to avoid anything too topical or political because I was doing that as my day job. Whereas I was writing for the Colbert Report, I didn't want to. I didn't want them to be like, "Why did you write about that for your own book?" But it takes about a year and a half for a book to come out. So anytime anybody would pitch something that was monster related, I'd like be like, "Please don't pitch that." <laughs> like, I don't think you can tell us not to pitch a sh- thing because your book coming out in a year, it's going to step on it. But. So tell us more about this book. What is a well, book about monsters that's yeah, also about the trenchant issues of late 2010, early 2011? A little bit, yes, yeah. I think I was even probably writing some in 2009. Oh, maybe it was 2010, Great. 2011. No, they were just different ways to deal with like human issues. Yeah. But so if you were balking in a monster. book that's full of four- or five-year-old topical jokes, don't worry, it also goes six <laughs> years old, too. No, it's, ti- it's as timeless as a vampire, guys, right? Cool reference. They live a long time. No, the book is uh, perfect if you like the very popular modern type of thing of first person essays about real people's lives but just i don't like writing that so it's all different monsters but just very much a disguise about what i was going through at the time so way too many of them are about a being upset about a breakup that's a whole separate side note those should have been cut from the the republished version which i'll pepper with 2015 references it'll come out in 2017 or so that's the publishing that's the publishing world that was all i didn't want to say anything but just i just figured like oh i'll bring this along and i wanted to bring a copy for jason or you guys can fight over it because it's really it's a i was i was generally happy with the with the book i enjoy writing written humor but it's a it's a sort of not a dying art form but it's a weirder art form that i don't think people are that familiar with great uh tim i see you're leaping through it right now i am would mm-hmm. you like to select your favorite word <laughs> oh that you've that you found so far the single word yes please that is my favorite mm-hmm. and how many words is this frank I don't know. You really? Have it was to know. no. On, it was Frank. like I don't know. Probably it's all 50, they talk 000. about when you're making a book. Yeah. How many I think I just was like that was like the minimum <laughs> that it needed to be. It was forty pieces. 40 yeah. What's pieces. the minimum you need to make it a book, Frank? I think it was exactly what I delivered because <laughs> I really I think I got to about thirty five and was like, this is see now these this are is good. your sales pitch. If you want to, <laughs> dear listener, get credit for reading a book and do the exact least amount of work necessary. Read Frank's book. Because any shorter, it would have been a pamphlet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was going to bring a... Uh, when I was getting out of the subway, uh, there were people with the Jehovah's Witness um, uh, Awake magazine. I think that's what it's called. I was going to bring one of those for you guys. That's not a real book, though. That's just like a little religious booklet. But okay, I found my favorite I'm... word. I'm, I'm a little it... upset. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tim. Okay. This is a little yeah. important to yeah. me right now. Okay. I'm upset that uh, the Hasidic guys on the street aren't asking me if I'm Jewish anymore. That was like the best week of my life. 
Well, I constantly get asked. Did you have more of a beard asked. at the time? No, they just they wanted to ask me. I I avoided because I know that they would think they would they would say something. Do they I run would... across the street to drag you down? You know, you don't see it as much in Manhattan anymore. But I would just be like, no, I tell people I'm Italian or Greek. <laughs> don't don't ruin my cover. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's because good that you drop the, Jesus, mean the Christ. Jesus Christ. In yeah, that you keep sense, the Christ in there. That'll get them off the You say that you're like you don't. I'd, a Jew would never say the name of Jesus. That'd be crazy. Anyway, I'm just saying, uh, you know, the Hasidic community. I'm still out there. Holler at me. <laughs> I was at a coffee shop and I met a, a Jew for Jesus. Oh gosh, a who for whom? A Jew for Jesus. Okay. So the weirdest. She was sitting next to me. And uh, I think, I believe she was trying to convert. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know if that's a legitimate thing. It seemed like she actually believed in it, but then you're that's like... That's a thing. But, then, but you are like, wait, but no, but that's it's, just a Christian. Yeah, don't just make you a Christian. Christian. But, they, but you're like, they took all the worst parts of Jews. Like, the whole sales point of Christianity was like, hey, yes. guess what? You get to go to a thing called heaven, and you don't have to do the 613 things you're supposed to do in the Old Testament. You're like, wow, that's great. So I don't know why anybody would be like, no, I still want to, like, not eat certain things. And I think they still eat whatever, but I just was like, that's just... That's crazy. I, I hung out with some Bigfoot hunters recently in New Jersey in the Pine Barrens for a thing I'm working on, and I'm trying to write a thing about hanging out with them. But I'm sad like, monsters. I too. should also hang out with. Uh, it could be. It could be. Um, no, it would be more a TV type thing, basically. But I, I'm kind of like, oh, I should. I should hang out with some Jews for Jesus and hang out with a bunch of other people who believe. Things that I would, you know, and go to it with an open mind, like with the with the Bigfoot hunters. I. I had to pretend to be more agnostic about Bigfoot than I actually am. But when it comes to it, it's it's more realistic than the Jews for Jesus stuff. It's more realistic than things that 95% of the world believe that, oh, uh, an ape-like creature lives out in the woods. Like, what? No, there's no such thing as ape-like creatures in the woods. Like, that, that's not that crazy. Have right. there Sorry, been many Bigfoot sightings in the Pine Barrens? They say there have yeah. been. I mean... There's the Jersey Devil. Right. So there are tons of Jersey Devil sightings. Right. These Bigfoot researchers think that those are all just misidentified uh, Bigfoots. All right, Bigfoot. And they all have hunters. stories of things they saw when they were younger that I'm like, are you sure that wasn't an owl? Are you sure it wasn't a bear? I mean, there are other... Right. It's interesting. And they're all like very interesting, nice people. It's just sort of a hobby, but I don't know. I don't see myself getting into it ever. How's that word coming along? I've got it. I'm ready for it. I'm going to... Hit me with that word. Say the word... And then, Frank, you tell me what chapter this word appears in. Okay. In your book, Sad Monsters, by Frank Lesser, illustrated by Willie Real. Real? Real. 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 We did it. Takes a village. The word is plummy. Oh, it's the, uh, the Jekyll and Hyde one. The, um... Oh, wait, no, maybe it's not. Tim is looking skeptical. Oh, God. He's wincing. I forget the name of the piece, though. If Frank is the, picking uh... up on his body language, slowly but surely. <laughs> Plummy British accent is probably what I said. Oh, no, wait, wait. Yeah, can you reconstruct the okay. sentence? Right, right. No. I'll give you the word. This was, this was years ago. I'll give so you the word after Plummy. <laughs> okay. Plummy aphorisms. Oh, it's the um, the roommate of Dorian Gray. We did it. Wow. Okay. I want to take a turn at this. This is my new favorite <laughs> game. This is actually a really good game. This is good. Uh, yeah, someone come up with a title while I'm finding a good word for this sweet segment. Word. Exclamation mark with like sort of a semi out of touch gesture. Love it. I found a word. Okay. That I think is on theme for us today. The word is... 
Nickelodeon. Ooh. I think that one was also from the uh, roommate of Dorian Gray. Crushed it. Tried to Great. trick Whoa. you going to the same well. That's huh. a good... That's a huh. good... Huh. And that was... From this... my book, Sad Monsters, available on Amazon and... That's about it. I don't if think you they, lead they don't people, restock books in bookstores if they they're don't. not huge. Yeah. If you lead people to Amazon, is there not a one penny copy as there is for Jason's book no. or my book? <laughs> I believe they're, they're, you know what? They're six cents the last time I checked. So oh, hey. it's still up there. Tim, what are your books selling for on eBay? I don't know. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great, really douchey segment. What are our yeah. books selling for on eBay? Specifically eBay? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. eBay? <laughs> Oh, sorry. Or on Amazon's Amazon. little oh, reseller. Oh, book on eBay. Don't they Gosh. own each other yet? Because I thought it's when the publisher That's buys all the books. I thought they were supposed to destroy those copies, but apparently they just send them to resellers on Amazon who sell them for like 10 cents. But the shipping is still like four or five bucks. So right. Trying to restock on books to give people. That is how they get you, as the old proverb goes. Okay, let's see. My book... Oh, yeah, okay. Tim, what is your book? I don't actually know. I have a few books. Oh, whoa. Okay, hang on. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have had the chance to rewrite, well, to adapt both The Odyssey and Tom Sawyer as graphic novels. So those you can both buy for one penny. (laughs) (laughs) My, I also had the opportunity to write an, at the time, in-canon Star Wars uh, comic story, you can buy that for sixty seven dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> because is it a collect? Because now it's now not it's in now canon it's not in canon. I think we're learning yep. something. Uh, and then my most recent book. Bo- oh, I have a short story in some zombie anthology called Life of the Dead. You can buy that for twelve ninety five. Hey, that's a book price. And then my most recent book, The Geek Baby Book. A memory journal for every geeky first in your baby's life you can buy on Amazon Prime for $10.48. A real oh, price. Wow. No, guys, I looked. Mine is available for a penny, new and used. Yes. I mean, aside from the others, they've still got two in stock at the Prime price, which is also <laughs> discounted $9.43. Let's just add that to the pitch. Listeners, <laughs> if you want a book full of topical humor from four, five, and six years ago... With first-person monster experiences for a penny, third-person monster experiences. No, it actually they were they're not they're not really topical jokes, guys. They're, they're uh, pretty like timeless in uh, some ways. It's okay. I'm just I'm really just trying to sell like one copy. Jokes as old as time. Is. Yes. <coughs> What's they're the very, They're joke? all like uh, Henny. Oh, you know what? I was I was looking this, this up yeah. once. The oldest joke we is I think. Um, yeah. There's like an old. I think it's wait like, here it is. Iraqi joke about yeah. farting we on was, laps. We read this on like Wikipedia. It's <laughs> a know? it's a Sumerian quip, something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. Classic holds yeah, up. There you go. Yeah, that's bad. So if you like jokes like that, you're gonna love <laughs> Frank Lesser's Sad Monster. I basically it was like something that hasn't ever happened to a vampire. A vampire bride did not fart in a Dracula's lap, and then it was like something that has not happened to a Frank piece too. Something that has not happened to a Frankenstein. It's just forty of those basically, but. You know, they're various, they're slightly different, like the wolf, the wolf man's like smelling the farts because he's a wolf man and like a dog. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I've got one word. Okay. It's uh, unwholesome. Ooh. That one's tough. I sort of saw where you were, like, kind of where you were, but I've that's still not helping. 
use whatever can i get the, the word can. following it it's such a dense book that it's hard to tell <laughs> you know it's difficult to write well i don't i mean <clears throat> i've since then i've written more that are not on monster topics and everything and but those uh <sighs> not still not <laughs> Guys, do you like writing? <laughs> Unwholesome <laughs> is from uh, Whoa, word. Here She Comes, which oh. is about the man-eater. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. The joke but is that the, the lyrics of the, no, to the man-eater, uh, the Hall and Oates song, were actually like some ancient sort of Lovecraftian-type incantation that would bring up the uh, horrific creature known as the man-eater, who is known as like, Whoa, Here She Comes. Was like the name if I were going to that sort is of a pronounce good it a Lovecraftian name. No, yeah, no. I, I enjoyed it, and that That's and great. I forget the, where the rest of it goes. I think a lot of the pieces. I'm like, hey, I think that was a good premise. I would execute it differently today well, in let's 2015. Uh, let's should we take turns reading reading it from the book? Well, first let's update that pitch. Then, if you like topical jokes from four to thirty four <laughs> years ago, you're gonna love Frank Lesser's Sad Monsters. I just think uh, Hall & Oates have not, you know, they've been riding too high circa 2011. <laughs> you always punch up, Frank. Take, I appreciate that. Did you want to uh, read something from that, Tim? What, what was the thing you were saying? Well, I thought we would do a dramatic reading of Whoa. <laughs> uh, do we need music for this dramatic reading? Comes. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, probably maybe. like ABBA Waterloo. Can't do that, but I can play this dumb piano. <laughs> we don't We don't have to do, uh, do a reading. No, we're going to do a goddamn reading. Uh, we just need to... Uh, do a little technical moving around of bullshit so I can hear. And we need to read backwards, right? Why? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, no. Oh, Whoa, no, no, no. that's all of it. Here, for the first time ever, is a performance of Night of the Living... Now, the following manuscript was found outside a crypt in Los Angeles's Hollywood Forever Cemetery, along with a decomposing copy of Sid Field's screenplay. The book is called Screenplay. If you were reading this, that would be clearer, guys. It's a famous screenwriting... So here we go. Exterior Park, black and white. Eerie music plays. Ooh. It's getting nice and eerie. I'd kick up the eeriness. Tiniest bit. Two dead people are lying on a picnic bat blanket. Picnic basket beside them is filled with brains. The eerie music ends abruptly, and we hear a zombie radio announcer. We interrupt regularly schedule program for breaking news. The dead people, Helen and Harry, open their eyes. Humans have been sighted in city. Zombie scientists have determined that if zombies shake hand with human, zombie become human. Harry, this frightened me. No worry, Helen. I protect you. First must get somewhere safe like mausoleum or funeral home or... And then a voice interrupts. Excuse me, I, I don't mean to interrupt. They turn. A human in a business suit is leaning over them. But do either of you know where I can find a soda machine around here? I'd like to drink some soda. Run, Helen! The zombies awkwardly shamble away from the human, right into another human who was standing behind them just out of frame. Human 2, whoa there, hey, better watch where you're going. The zombies back away in horror. Human 2, my name's Bill, nice to meet you. He reaches out and shakes Harry's hand before Harry can escape. Harry! Is, is too late for me, Helen. Run! 
Helen lumbers off. The humans, and now human Harry, follow slowly. One of them whistles along with the scary music. Another human pushing a baby carriage waves to them. Pleasant day for a stroll. Helen heads toward the woods, but comes to a sudden stop. A little girl stands in her path. Little girl holding out a chocolate bar. Would you like some candy? Helen screams. Ah! More humans appear. Human 4 says, Is everything okay? I, I heard someone screaming, so I brought the police. Helen shambles off as several policemen enter the frame. Now we're in the exterior of a da dilapidated house, or outside of a dilapidated house. Helen staggers from behind camera to the door. Humans move into frame, following her. Interior, living room, inside the living room. Helen shuts the door behind her and slowly moves away. As she passes the window, the very first human knocks on it. Hey, sorry to bother you again, but, but you left this back at the park. He holds up the picnic basket. Helen moans. Soon, the windows fill with the silhouettes of humans. Several wait in the doorway, too polite to barge in. They murmur, after you, or, you know, I, I insist, you first. Helen backs away, deeper into the house, toward a darkened doorway. From the darkness behind her, a woman emerges, her hand extended. Hi, I'm Karen, the realtor. Helen recoils in horror. Recoil. Ah! We, the camera slowly pulls out on the exterior of the house, and we see in the yard a for sale sign advertising an open house today. Below that, free cookies. Dozens more people are streaming toward the open door. Inside the house, Helen shakes her head back and forth silently and tries to back away from Karen. But the humans have finally made it through the door. The first human enters. It's Harry. There you are, Helen. Would you look at this place? It's amazing. Helen backs away in horror. Harry draws nearer as the other humans messily devour the cookies, crumbs oozing from their chocolate-smeared mouths. Helen rums up a creaky stairway, and Harry gingerly follows her. We could fix it up, move in, finally start our lives over. Inside the bedroom... Now, Helen slams the door behind her, fumbling as she locks it. She's in a shabby bedroom, peeling wallpaper, moth-eaten drapes. The doorknob jiggles, then it turns, the door opens, and Harry walks in. We'd have to fix these locks, of course. I'm thinking a complete gut renovation. Helen tries to move away, but she's backed up against the wall. Harry! No! What's wrong, Helen? Why, you're shivering. Give me your hands. Let me warm them. He reaches toward her as she screams, and suddenly ah! Helen wakes up screaming. She's lying in bed beside Harry. <sighs> Helen, it's okay. I'm here. What's wrong? Oh, Harry, I had a terrible dream. We were in a park, and then we were being chased through an old dilapidated house by all these people. Well, of course we were being chased. This was the perfect starter home. Harry turns on a lamp, and they're both in the same bedroom as before, only now the grimy walls are painted a delicate shade of ecru. The tattered drapes have been replaced by blinds, and Helen and Harry are both human. Ah! Don't worry, darling. The credanza from Pottery Barn should get here tomorrow. Slow fade out over a shot of the lamp from page 47 of Crate and Barrel's fall catalog. The end. Scene. Scene oh, as that hell. Was, that, was, that was very nice with the music. That was dramatic, guys. That was a dramatic See? piece. That was a good thing. 
the humor is more from the inversion of a typical zombie movie, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Oh, I don't I know if you guys it. have heard of the movie Night of the Living Dead, where the living dead are the, the the monsters, but this was Night of the Living. <laughs> the living <laughs> hey. people are monsters. This is really what everybody was talking about in 2011. If you like jokes like that. <laughs> so, Frank. Yes. Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> Not outside of that. You know what? I mean, maybe my Twitter feed, guys. Uh, like, Tim? Yeah. I gotta ask. Yeah. It's been yeah. a while. Uh-huh. How's our Twitter doing? Uh, it's doing great, I gotta say. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we have 54 followers. <laughs> Fuck. Guys. Are you kidding me? 54 followers? Now, usually, That's I so would many go... more times than we are. How many times is that more than we are hosts? Frank? Now, usually, I would read off I our Twitter followers. I am staying out of that. I am staying out of that. But for this segment, I would like to go through our Twitter followers and find and ask Jason which ones he has kissed on now. I want to wait. I want to check out this uh, this podcast. There's 54. Yeah, are you following followers. us yet, Frank? I don't. I soon I'm to be 55. You, Jason, I need to get the others. Wait. What's the, what's the, uh... It's, uh, at Let's Get Into It. Okay. Is that right, Tim? Nope, it's at A Good Podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this could be... How did I know, are... even while I was not paying attention, that I was doing something uh, wrong? I was looking at something else, it. and my lizard brain it. was like, ask Tim. I'm following now, so I can be one of those questions. Okay, good. Jason kissed Let me, me on refresh. the mouth. Here we go. Okay. Jason. Yes. These are our Twitter followers. And what are we up to now? Which we are up to 55 now. Oh. Is it Group X song? I don't know what that means. All right. Which of these people have you kissed on the mouth? Frank Lesser. Not yet. Tim Manley. Not yet. Marnie Smith. No comment. Sam Greenspan. No comment. Utaudo. I have a comment. Is that comment that you kissed this person on the mouth? No. Okay. Kevin McGuire. Who? Mm-hmm. WHHS Library. N-O Library. Nick Douglas. No. No. Oh, that was a good ah. question. Yeah. I think and it's been about four or five years since I've, like, kissed a guy on a mouth, on the mouth to be funny. <laughs> a mouth. Or, I guess for any reason, yeah, actually. But, like, I stopped kissing guys on the mouth sincerely a few years before I stopped <laughs> sincerely. kissing Sincerely? Now like... it's just insincere? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're at a party. Uh-huh. Your right. girlfriend says something that makes you think it would amuse her if you kissed a guy on the mouth. Hey, why don't you kiss this guy on the mouth? Yup. Hi, you're a fun party guy. I love your very semi-bisexuality. Let's go have the straight sex that you'd just normally have. Wait, are you you or you or your... The reward... For Who's what? the guy? Who's saying this right I'm now? both sides. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I got hmm. confused. I'm everywhere. That's very of the moment. That's big now. Hey, Dick. Oh, it's a party. Why don't you suck your own dick? <laughs> but ironically, here as a reward. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, this is DJ One Twos on the ones and twos. We got a guy sucking his own dick in the back of the room. Yeah, everyone, if you want to turn your uh, heads back around there, I'm going to shine a spotlight on them. 
This is the other DJ. Oh, yeah. It really looks like he's impressed his girlfriend with that. She is very into this. Back to the beat. Hey, nigga, it would really be funny if you just took out one of your ribs. Hey, something true. What? That Marilyn Manson didn't, no, he didn't remove one it. of his ribs. All right, all right, all right. But he was the guy from the Wonder Years. Yeah. All right, back that to the party. This is a great party. I seen some dude kiss another dude. And then the guy sucked his own dick. Yo, how are you liking this party? Oh, it's pretty good. It's not bad. I, I, thought, I thought that was just like a joke theme of kiss a dude and suck your own dick. But, but they followed through with it. They really went with it. I like that they did it with irony, so I'm still comfortable. Hey, this is a DJ one and two. I'm on the ones and twos. Uh, running out of breath. I really wish I hadn't left my turntables in the car. All right, get back into it, guys. I love the DJ. This guy's fresh. It's all mouth sounds. It's all mouth sounds. It's all Neil C. C. Arrego's mouth sounds. Which is very impressive because he's sucking his own dick while he's doing this. Oh, sorry, sorry, it slipped. Yo, girls, you ever sucked your own dicks? We don't have dicks. What? <laughs> no one oh, knows. Everyone has dicks. Everyone's not boys. <sighs> this is uh, DJ 1 and 2 is on the 1 and 2 is uh, everyone has dicks. <laughs> oh, I guess we have dicks. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to bring it down a little bit now into the slow dance for the evening. For reasons. <laughs> Yeah, grab a partner. So, now that we're in the slow dance part of the evening, uh, are you still are you still completely unsure about your own dick having? Yeah, I thought I didn't have one, but then the DJ mouth sounds on the ones and twos told me I did have one. He's very persuasive. I suppose that's why he's an elected official now. Yeah. What did he get elected as? Mayor of Funky Town. He's a good DJ because he listens to the audience. Yeah, what's up? Most DJs, they just put their thing out there. Well, we are standing right next to him. This is He's a very small party. Right he for- he forgot to bring his speakers as well, so this is the only place where we can hear the music. I thought it was weird that you invited me to a party in your bathroom, but I'm rocking with it. <laughs> There's only four of us. You guys are cool. Thanks for coming, by the way. You're welcome. Oh, shit, my people got to go goodbye. Fully, fully, Because <laughs> I like that. That was a very good scene. It seemed like you were all Jesus Christ. in the moment. I, I, just, I just freeze up in improv situations, typically. I we do, too. Yep. To. <laughs> but we keep our mouths moving. I love the beat, though. Really love the idea of, uh, Thanks, of it just being a beat. People would be slow dancing to... To a man let me just let's explain. To... Let's like uh, yeah. So what like happened in that scene? On the, on the scene. So let's about... figure out. Oh, there's a good segment that we like to do that Frankie might enjoy. Well, what have you fucked in your parents' house? I'll uh, I'll give you a lead in to make you feel comfortable. I hope anyone else will finally fucking join in. <laughs> Jason, and say I think something. this is if this was on like a Snapchat thing where it would disappear. Jason, what did you fuck in your parents' it. house? I'll I'll fucking say it for the third goddamn time, Frank. This is what you fuck in your parents' house. It's a segment where we talk about in our pre-proto early sexual experience where we're growing up in our parents' house, the things that we touched our dicks with before we knew what we were supposed to be touching them or with. Or vaginas. Or That's vaginas. Very, or very, vaginas. Uh, right. Of the moment. 
<laughs> so wait, I thought you were going to repeat what you... Uh, what yeah, you, uh, uh, Jason, yeah. what did you fuck in your parents' yeah. house? So uh, the two examples that I have listed are one that I put my dick in my refrigerator. I would close the door on it. Not harshly, softly, so I could feel the rubber and the cold against it. And then I would stick it up the faucet of the bathtub while hot water was coming out. Both of those things felt good. So what you're, did you... A, you were a man of extremes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I still am. What did you fuck in your parents' house? Well, I, this reminds me of an anecdote. Oh, fuck I'm you. I'm going to go into No, a, uh, no, don't sidestep this. Yes, go into the can, I don't want to hear about a goddamn wait, monster. I want to hear about want, you. And it's not the case, but I you don't can pretend want. this happened to me, but this oh, is not about off. me. But there I was a kid. Wait, there was a kid who You're went all to, weak. You're all fucking weak. So I That's went what's happening. I've admitted. You've admitted what? Nick, what, what did that you? I didn't fuck anything. Yeah, fuck <laughs> all of you. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't think I really fucked anything. Oh, I mean, shut uh, up. I was nine years old. <laughs> fuck all of you. you. You definitely fucked things when you were a kid. You just don't remember it. Like maybe boring. a pillow. Yeah, you're just you're all boring. I, just, I used no, I was my precocious. hands. I, I, you know, I, yeah, what did you do that's so precocious if it wasn't an appliance? No, nah, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. All right, well, fuck you. We're done. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 